Welcome, everybody, to Drop the Gloves. I am co-host Charlie. And I am the Lord co-host Devin. Welcome to a show where we drink beer, talk sports, and have all kinds of shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> Sorry. I had to I throw it in. You had to throw it in. I, I told Devin that the microphone doesn't pick up the shenanigans, but video, it does. So Shenanigans. So for those on video, you get to witness the greatness of the Lord there. And uh, for all of you on audio, if that did not come through, I'm sorry, you missed out. <laughs> should go on YouTube or Rumble. Which, by the way, uh, shout out to our audience on YouTube and Rumble. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, appreciate you guys uh, keeping up with us. And especially you guys on Rumble. And that I know you were just looking at something about how the world is on fire and everything. Guys, relax. It's not really on fire. Otherwise, I wouldn't be having a uh, delicious Guinness beer right now. And I'd be drinking something stronger than water. And, uh, yeah. And it's like, come on, get away from the fringe, get away from the extreme. Come on and crack open a beer. Have a Guinness. Got to enjoy some life, guys. Yeah, I know. And, uh, I, I just I cannot believe how much stuff is on there that is like fringe, extreme, world is on fire. When I'm trying to post my, <laughs> when I am trying to post this podcast, it's like I am trying to share some light and joy and make you smile or laugh, for God's sakes. And the Lord says you're going to enjoy it. That's, that's me. Uh, and then for you guys on YouTube, you guys are just probably here because you want to hear what uh, this knucklehead has to say about Whatever. That's why. Okay. Uh, most people would, if they have a show like this with, where there's drinking involved, some would like want to get absolutely crazy with the beer and the drinking. Me, I just, I like enjoying my beer. I don't drink to get crazy. I drink to be a social person. And I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. This helps. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I was going to bring my root beer to enjoy with you, but I went to three different stores. Couldn't find any bottled root beer. Oh, man. Like, really? Kroger, Walmart. Where was the other one? Uh, not important enough to remember. And then I even <laughs> went to the Thorntons down here. Nobody had any bottled root beer of any kind. So I was like, fine. Do you think root beer is making a retreat kind of, so to speak? I don't know. Maybe it's the next thing that's going to be scarce, like uh, toilet paper and... Baby formula. Baby formula and what else? My goodness, all sorts of things. Water, bottled water because of the the train derailment. Oh, okay, yeah, over in uh, East. Uh, Literally three days apart, I was in, in Costco, and the first time before it was really, really big news, lots of water. Mm -hmm. Three days later, I went back because I had to get dog food. I forgot the dog food. And not a single bottle of water. There were people standing in the back getting it off of the truck. As they were trying to unload it. Okay, we're trying to get away from the world on fire here, guys. I promise on Rumble. <laughs> uh, but still, big shout out to you guys. We appreciate you watching on those two on those two sites. So, are you ready, Devin? We got a lot to get into, man. It's been kind of an important day in a world that's very near and dear to your heart. Yes, yes, it has. And that uh, for those of you who are now just tuning in. Uh, either podcast, YouTube, or Rumble, March 3rd at 3 p.m., end of the NHL trade deadline. And, oh, boy, was there a lot. 
Oh, this is one of those days. I told my dad a few weeks ago, this is, a, this is one of those days or weeks that I look forward to as a fan because anything can happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it used to not really be on my radar as a day of, like, looking forward to. It's just like, I mean, especially if your team was not doing so good or something. It's like, don't trade this guy. Don't trade this guy. And uh, But I, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2014, maybe? And that uh, were one of the biggest trades I've ever seen, where it was player for player, and uh, between the Montreal Canadiens and the Nashville Predators, they both traded their star defensemen. They swapped teams, and I was just like, "What?" I, I mean, these were career guys. Malcolm's or not Malcolm PK. Malcolm is his brother. PK Subban and Shea Weber, mm-hmm. and uh, trading teams, and it was like. These are career guys. I can't believe that he got traded. So ever since then, I've been like... It's the kind of stuff that you kind of dream about in the scenario. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, like if it was fantasy sports or whatever, I'll trade you this guy for that guy. It's one of those things that only happens in fantasy. Nope. That trade kind of broke the barrier there. Now, some people out there may be saying, no, the Gretzky trade. Broke the barrier. That's still one of the most talked about trades. But that didn't, that happened not during the NHL season. That happened after. That was during the offseason. And we're talking about, we are entering the last quarter of the NHL season here. Playoffs in sight. Playoffs are in sight for some teams. Some teams are looking for that final push, trying to get in that, get in that wild card spot or get in that last division spot. And then there are teams who are just like, you know what? We're looking towards the future. We're going to look for a rebuild. And there are a lot of rebuilds going to happen next year. A lot of them. So, let's, uh, I'm going to try and recap this as best I can, guys. And uh, uh, I'm just going to go in order of the notes that I made. Uh, first off, uh, I will, part of me uh, kind of wishes I had, like, Daniel who could video in or something. And because me and him were both talking this whole week, going, "Can you believe this?" And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what. Because it wasn't on. just today. Today was active. The, today, was yesterday active. was busy. Yesterday, Wednesday, but like the whole week leading up to the trade deadline. Two weeks leading up to it, like the just last two, the last two weeks of February alone, it was like, whoa, what is going on here? So uh, we'll start with the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the local teams here in the area. Um, Guys, I have no clue what they are thinking. Brad, if you are listening or watching, I wish you were here to possibly explain this from a fan perspective. Because uh, I know you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, and I'm so sorry for the season that you are currently going through. Um, but hey, at least you got the Bruins, too, to back up. <laughs> um, anyway, Columbus Blue Jackets. I have no idea what they're doing or thinking. After acquiring goalie Jonathan Quick from L.A., which that still blew my mind, and Still did not make sense to me. Not 24 hours later do they trade him to the Vegas Golden Knights, my Western Conference favorite team, um, which eh, I don't want to get into, uh, for, another, uh, for another goaltender, um, who is it, Michael Hutchinson, and a draft pick. One draft pick. So they flipped him. So they flipped him not even 24 hours later to get another goaltender. And a draft pick. And a draft pick. So, uh, i to see here. Was it a good draft pick? Though? I don't. Let's put it this way. It didn't make the notes. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'm like, 
<laughs> what whatever year draft pick it was, I didn't put it in my notes. Mm. And that but so the Blue Jackets have traded four key name players over the past few weeks. Like they were so staples. They're going into rebuilding mode. They're going into rebuilding. Um four key names uh for two goalies. Michael Hutchinson from Vegas, John Gillis from Arizona, of all places, uh, and then four future draft picks. They have hockey in Arizona? For now. I, I'm, kind, I'm waiting for the downfall. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you got baseball in Toronto, and it's cold up there. Mm-hmm. So. You got hockey in Florida? But that thrives. Hey, that team actually wins cups. <laughs> that team actually wins a playoff series, Arizona. <laughs> Can't say the same about you guys. Uh, and we'll, you know what? While we're on the topic of Arizona, let's skip down to them. Because mm-hmm. they are stacking up draft picks left and right. Thinking long term. Arizona has to think long term, but... But at the same time, their future is at stake coming up this year. They have a taxpayer vote in the city of Tempe, Arizona, who will vote on a referendum to where, where, okay, granted, it's $2 billion for this thing. One point, like, four or five of it is going to be privately funded. The rest will come from the taxpayers of of Tempe. Tempe. Well, Arizona got kicked out of Phoenix, kicked out of Glendale. They are now renting the Arizona State University uh, hockey arena, which only holds 5,000 people, which I'm guessing they give away 4,000 tickets per home game. Uh, Good luck trying to get all the college crowd there. Um, I really, I want to know how much the beers are. (laughs) I really want to know that, Um, especially for that college crowd. And then... Uh, supposedly, while they are there renting, they are going to put funds towards making the arena bigger and adding another 2,000 seats in both general admission and suites. Tempe, Arizona, they're looking at a $2 billion tax referendum. There's 184,000 people there. I know. I, I, they, they're looking to build a stadium plus a like a... A village, sort of speak, of retail uh, uh, condos or uh, hotel or hotels and um, apartments all around the state in Tempe, Arizona. Who the hell is moving to Tempe? I I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think this is going to work. Granted, the city council has already approved it. Granted, Gary Bettman, the idiot who wants Arizona to that wants the Coyotes to stay for another thirty years. He even wants that in the contract. He even wants that in the contract that if Tempe approves this thing, that Arizona Coyotes will have to stay in Tempe for 30 years. It's a suburb of Phoenix. Oh, in Tempe? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why. That's now it all makes sense. Okay. Okay. So really, when we talk about Tempe, we're talking about Phoenix. Well, Phoenix kicked them out. They went to Glendale. Uh but my thing is, is there's and people then, in Phoenix. And then Glendale kicked them out because Arizona couldn't pay their rent. But we're going to spend $2 billion, billion with a B? And 1. yeah, like seven, five, 1.5, 1.7 of that is going to be privately funded. I don't know who's putting up the funds, but 1.7 to $1.9 billion is privately funded? Maybe they should put some of that into some players. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, why don't you, like, invest this much money into actually getting good players rather than drafting the good players and then trading them off for future? Anyway, that's your system. That's your problem. I tell people all the time, I have no idea why Arizona bugs me so much as a hockey team. I guess it's just, it's the fly that is, just keeps on going around. You can't get rid of it. It's the cockroach that just won't go. Um, so the Coyotes have stacked up a 2023 third-round pick from Edmonton, a 2023 sixth-round pick from Columbus. Uh, I guess that was part of the John Gillies trade um, that we mentioned. Uh, 2023 first-round pick and a 2026 second-round pick from Ottawa. Uh, 2023 fifth-round draft pick from Vegas. And then they have a 2025 third-round draft pick from the New York Rangers. That was part of the whole Patrick Kane trade uh, a few uh, days ago. I have a question. Uh, one second. Last thing. 2026 third-round draft pick from Carolina. That's all the draft picks that they've accumulated. Okay, so like the first bunch of those were all 2023. Yep, they're all okay. looking towards this summer. So how many players can you have on a roster? It's... Uh, 20, 20 men dressed roster, and then you can have however many in reserve, injury, injury reserve, active reserve, or... And the season's going on right now. And the season's going on now. So they've got the roster filled. Roster's filled. So a bunch of people getting fired this summer. A lot of people looking for a uh, job somewhere. Yep. But we're going to spend a billion dollars. Yep. Not on the players, though. Not on the players. <clears throat> All right. I got it. So, yeah. Arizona, once again... You know, building for that future that uh, Gary Bettman is so hopeful for, and that and oh, just just let it die, man. Let it die. The fact that they got kicked out of Phoenix to Glendale to now renting a college ice rink. In Tempe. I mean, granted, at least the Arizona State University Sun Devils hockey team. At least they're entertaining to watch. I mean, come on! No, I mean, that's college, though. That's a whole different ball. It may be different, but at least it's a winning team. <laughs> and, and then if you're if you're a player who is for Arizona State University, you're kind of hoping you're not that good that Arizona would want to draft you. <laughs> if you're a senior this year and you're hoping to enter the draft this coming summer in July, you're kind of going, oh, please, Arizona, I hope you're not looking. <laughs> uh... I, I wish I could say I make fun of you guys because I love you, but that's not the case. <laughs> uh, it's just not. Um, Boston Bruins uh, still made moves, uh, even after the um, trade that they made uh, a few weeks ago. Me and Daniel were here talking about. They traded, um, who is it? Um, they, they traded for Dimitri Orloff and uh, Garnett Hathaway from the Washington Capitals, which... Okay, granted, Orloff scored in the in the game against Buffalo a few nights ago. Granted, that was awesome. Uh, however, was, was it necessary? I mean, the best team in the East made the moves. Just in history, Six, 100 points. 61 games. Yep. And they are now only, what is it? I think they're like, uh, I can't remember how many games now. I think it, it probably around 15. They're like 15 games away from being, like having the most wins in regular season history. 
and that. And still fine tuning. And, and well, everybody says, well, Boston Bruins just got better. The, the trade for Orloff and Hathaway, they just made them better. And I, and I was like, okay, fine. But at the same time, it's like, why are you guys actually looking? I mean, granted, if you guys were like second, third place, and you're you're struggling to keep up, I'd ma- it makes sense to make some moves. But you are the odds favorite to win the President's Trophy, which is the best team of the regular season. You are the odds favorite to win the Stanley Cup. You have Linus Olmark, who is odds favorite to win the Vezina Trophy for best goaltender of the year. What what do you have to fine-tune? I don't see any problems. Maybe they do in their front office, but now they have also added forward Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for two more draft picks. And Daniel and I were freaking out last week about how they were trading away their future because there are guys on the Bruins roster that are getting up there. Captain Patrice Bergeron is one. He took less money so he could come back for one more year. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Krejci, who sat out um, a few years ago, he he came back from his home country in Czech Republic to come play for Boston again. And, but he's up there. He just celebrated, what, I think his 1,000th game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that they had a big ceremony for him. And that it's just like, so there's going to be players that are going to be aging out of the Boston Bruins and you picked up Orloff and Hathaway, who are both thirty-something years old, and most and most people consider thirties being the retirement age for hockey players. Mm-hmm. So, or that's when their careers start to go downhill a little bit. Granted, Orloff's a great defenseman. I wouldn't have traded for him. Bertuzzi, who has only registered fourteen points in twenty-nine games, eh, why? Why Bertuzzi? What did you see in him to make you think, oh, we can give up two future draft picks for this guy? I'd rather have the draft picks. Makes me think of the NBA with the the Brooklyn Nets, only they weren't good when they mortgaged the future to bring in all of those guys. And so it's a risk. But you're in win-now mode. You're the best. Mm. So maybe they're just wanting to cement and secure that and I want to double check real quick. I want to make sure they didn't make any more moves <laughs> on that uh, before the uh, deadline passed. Uh, let's see here. March 3rd. Did they? I'm not seeing it. Good. Good. Guys, thank you. Thank you, Boston. If you are watching or listening, thank you so much for not doing anything more. Because if you had traded any more future draft picks for somebody, I'd have been like, okay, who is it? And please tell me it's not a player to be named later. <laughs> um, so I had to double check that real quick because that was going to drive me crazy. About, if something happened like right at 2.59 p.m. or something, it's like, no! Those nail biters, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there were a few that were nail biters. Like, I didn't get the news until like, I, like, 20 minutes after the deadline that this had happened. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. must have snuck it right in. Um, so Ottawa, Ottawa Senators uh, got uh, Jacob Chichurin from Arizona, who me and Daniel mentioned last week, in exchange for a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick to Washington, 
and another 2026 second round pick to to Arizona. So they sent draft picks all over the place just for this one player from Arizona. So and Ottawa, I don't think he was. I don't think Ottawa was even in the discussion uh, last week. Everybody was thinking he was going to go to the one, the Bruins. Thank God he did not. Um, uh, the L.A. Kings. Um, I'm trying to think of the other teams. But Ottawa was not in it. I mean, there were at least four teams that were interested in him. Maybe the Devils. Maybe New Jersey. And I, I can't remember. And I delete my notes after. Uh, swooped in. And I, but Ottawa, all of a sudden, just, hey, we'll give you a few draft picks for him. Like there you go. There, where do you think there is? Or um, yeah, that's where Coyotes got those uh, two picks from Ottawa from. <laughs> um, Nashville Predators. So kind of a local team, and then only a few hours south from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived in Nashville. I cheered for the Predators. The only NHL game I've ever been to live was a Predators game. Predators game. I want to go to a Predators game so bad. Uh, it looks like such a fun environment. I, I would love to go. It was. I took a bunch of underprivileged kids who didn't have dads, and we went to a, oh. a game and bought them all souvenirs and popcorn and pizza. And it was fun. Oh, good. So it was a win? You got to see a win? They did win that game. I remember that, too. Anybody throw a catfish on the ice? No, but people were talking about that as they were going in, and I didn't know anything about it. I was like, why, why would anybody do that? And uh, it's a... Uh, it's one of their hockey traditions where, um, like the Detroit Red Wings, they throw uh, squid on the ice and uh, at, and at, at home games. Uh, because, well, squid, six legs, Detroit Red Wings is, is one of the original six teams in, of the NHL. Uh, but also, is it squid? Maybe it's octopus. Maybe I'm getting this mixed up. And uh, But it used to be that you only needed to... If it's squid, it's six legs because they're an original team. If it's octopus, it's because uh, back then there were only two rounds of the playoffs, and you only need eight wins to win the cup. Hmm. So, um, well, it's three legs. Yeah. So Nashville, I guess when they entered, or I wouldn't say entered, I guess they developed this tradition where somebody threw a catfish on the ice at the home games and was like. What do we do with it? Oh, we just accept it as hockey tradition or whatever. Detroit has their squid or octopus. We have our catfish. And I just remember, uh, was it during the, um, I think it was the 2016 or 17, I'm going to say 17, um, Stanley Cup Finals, Nashville was playing uh, Schittsburg. Um, um, and uh, was it Pittsburgh? Fan, or Pittsburgh security for the stadium was going to confiscate anyone who had a catfish. Uh, they were going to confiscate the catfish, and uh, if somebody dared throw it on their on the Pittsburgh ice, hmm. one guy did it, and he he should be a hero for this. He he better be, and uh, he. Caught, I, I don't know how big the catfish is, but he caught a catfish over the weekend, stored it in his cooler for however many days. I mean, put ice, kept on just freezing it, mm-hmm. keeping it, and then drove from Nashville to Pittsburgh 
got a ticket. I can't remember what game it was, game three or four or something like that. Drove to Pittsburgh, got a ticket. He saran wrapped the catfish underneath his Predators jersey. Went in, sat in his seat, and after the national anthem was sung, he ran down, took off the saran wrap, and chucked the catfish over the glass and onto the ice. Security did escort the man out. He was arrested. However, thank you to a Pittsburgh judge who threw out the case, that is why the man is a legend. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh said, don't do it. Don't try it. He did it. He did not face any consequences. He drove home a free man. Defying authority in the name of tradition. And uh, that, is, that is just awesome, dude. And, uh, you, tip of the cap, sir. To the, the Lord cap. approves. And, uh, tip of the cap if you are watching or listening or knows the guy. Because he, man, he's my hero for that. He's one of my heroes. That's just awesome. I don't know if I would go that far, but way to go, dude. So, National Predators, possibly eyeing a rebuild this year, one of those teams that it are. Uh, they've announced earlier this week, uh, or this past week, that uh, GM, longtime GM, actually the only GM for the organization, David Polly, will retire at the end of this year, and the and former Nashville Predators' most winningest head coach, and 2018 Stanley Cup champion coach Barry Trotz will take over on July 1st of this year. Wow. So, I, I do believe this is a good step in the right direction for Nashville. They kind of slipped off the contender stage. But again, when you're in win-now mentality and you mortgage the future for that, yeah. and then players get older, players leave. Well, they did get rid of a lot of great players. and Because um, after you win, they want more money. Uh, well... And, and, I mean, granted, but Nashville is a mid-market team. That's the thing. It's like you guys are not, you're not going to get what L.A., New York, Chicago, Boston, or even Toronto is offering. You're not going to get that. And, uh, I mean, so true. And uh, so the Predators have acquired a 2023 second-round pick from Schittsburg <laughs> for uh, Mikhail Grunland. Uh, he's one of those big-name players from Nashville. 2023 first-round pick, 2024 fourth-round pick, Tyson, defenseman Tyson Berry and forward Reed Schaefer from Edmonton for Matthias uh, Elkholm. He has been a longtime National Predator. Hmm. Uh, they received uh, Austin Ruschoff from the New York Rangers. I don't remember who they traded for him. Isaac Ratcliffe uh, from Philadelphia. Hey, Philly! Um a 2025 first round draft pick, 2024 second round pick, 2023 third, fourth, and fifth round draft picks, and defenseman Cal Foot from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for one forward Tanner Janot. And that man, yeah. and he has been a long time, not really a long time, but he's been there a while for Nashville. You know what, though? That sounds like the way, if you're not winning now, build the future. Yeah. That's some good quality draft picks. Yep. Too. I mean, you got a 2023 third, fourth, and fifth coming up. That's pretty good. And there was a first rounder in there somewhere. Wasn't in there? 2025. Yeah. So, there you go. And then finally, uh, 2024 second round pick from Vegas for one Nino uh, Niederreiter. And uh, Nino is 
he's a journeyman. He's been around. I can't, I'm trying to remember, where was he last? Uh, before Vegas. I think it was in Minnesota or something. So he's he's a journeyman. But Can we also just pause for that name, Nino? Nino? Nino. Yeah. Hockey players have the greatest names. In all the they, they really do. They really do. I mean, where else are you going to see names like that? And I, um, Not in the NBA? Nope. I mean, you got names like Matthias, Matthias Alcorn, I mean, or uh, Rasmus. Rasmus, that's, that's a cool name. And I, or Wyatt, if players named Wyatt out there. I just immediately pictured a Wyatt Earp character <laughs> cowboy hat, like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> um, I want to check real quick, see if there was any other big names. Nashville. Uh, did before the trade deadline. That's what I had before we got on here. Isn't that enough? My goodness. They did not. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. I missed it. Predators get forward Rasmus Asplund from the Sabres in exchange for a 2025 seventh round pick. So, there you go. Because it was one of those trades that uh, you did at the very end because you were like, man, we need one more. Just one more. Uh, it's like that whole, uh, do you ever see Ocean's Eleven with mm-hmm. uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt? It's like, all right, so we got ten. You think that's enough? We need to get one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Might as well get one more. <laughs> so I, I look forward to, I look forward more to Nashville, re- Nashville's rebuild than I do Columbus. Sorry, Brad. Um, but because, I mean, from what they got, granted, you got a lot of draft picks, or they got a lot of draft picks, I shouldn't say you, but they got a lot of draft picks. You got Tyson Berry, he's a solid defenseman for Edmonton. So I, I could see really good things for him in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And that um, Cal Foote from Tampa, that's a pretty big name down there. And that Foote is actually uh, F-U, or not F-U, F-O-O-T. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. F O O T E and I believe he is the son of um oh, what's his dad's name? Foot. Yeah, Foot, but I can't remember his first name. And he played for Aval for the Colorado Avalanche. Mr. Foot. <laughs> Big Foot. Well, he played in Colorado. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yeah. But uh, you got some big names there and you definitely looking for it. Barry Trotz is one of those guys who understands the game of hockey. Uh, he's just one of those great guys. I mean, looking what he did with Nashville being the most winningest coach for the franchise, and then also taking the Washington Capitals and getting uh, the franchise's first Stanley Cup in 2018. And he almost did it in 2019 with the New York Islanders. I still can't believe he left Washington after winning the Cup. I could not believe he left and took the head coaching job at New York Islanders. And got them, I can't remember if he got them to the East, Eastern Finals against Bruins or if he got them the round before. But, I mean, everybody was like, no, Islanders aren't going to do anything without uh, their star forward, John Tavares, or whatever. He turned them around. I mean, he was they were on a contender track to the... His theme song, all we do is win, 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 <laughs> no matter what. So... And then after he left Edmund, or not Edmonton, after he left the Islanders, he was just one of those names where it was like, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? He's a big name. He's a big name coach. Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Didn't go anywhere. Now he's going to 
take he's he's not gonna, a little break. He's taking a good enough break, and he's eyed a GM spot. No longer a coach. Once GM, once the office. Um, let's see here, man, we're all thirty minutes in. We're going, still going strong here, man. There's a lot going on. There's right? a lot, and that. So, I kind of have to mention this because they are a division rival. But so the Toronto Maple Leafs, first round exit. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks, Canada. We love you. Anyway, um. They, they have pretty much gone all in with the trade deadline. They have acquired uh, six players over the past uh, past five months. And, that, and these are big players, big trades that have been made. Last four alone, big name. Hmm. And that, so they've acquired defenseman Lou Shen from Vancouver. Fire sale, called it. Vancouver's looking to Get rid of players. Vancouver should have made the notes in terms of how many draft picks they were getting. and Because, uh, I mean, it was a fire sale. Once once they traded Bo Horvat to New York Islanders, it was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> sell them all. Yep, sell them all. Get them, get them all out of here. Luke Shen from Vancouver. Defenseman Eric Gustafson from Washington. Defenseman Jake McCabe and forward Sam Lafferty from Chicago. Yeah, they were... Received forward Ryan O'Reilly, captain of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, forward Noel, uh, oh my gosh, I did not practice this name. Noel Achari? I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Again, great names <laughs> in hockey. <laughs> uh, and forward Josh Pilar from St. Louis. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was one of those big names that I couldn't believe moved. This. Uh, How often does a captain get traded in the middle of the season? Not very often. Not in the middle of the season. Not very often. Now the whole Shea Weber, PK Subban, both team captains, but they were traded in the off season. So did they just become team captains of the new teams? I don't know if Weber did or not. PK I know didn't. He got the he got the uh, A. He got the alternate captain and that. But Shea, I don't think he got it immediately when he went when he went over. Or maybe he did. Fuzzy, guys. Details are fuzzy. Sorry. Drinking. Again, this is half gone. Almost gone. Uh, forward, uh, Jordan Hunt from Colorado. And defenseman, Connor Timmons from Arizona. What What you saw in Arizona, Toronto, I have no idea. Um, Potential. Uh, Arizona's a farm system for the rest of the league. <laughs> uh, but the likes of Shen, O'Reilly... Gustafson uh, from Washington, those three names alone, yeah, they're going all in. They're going to make this final push. They want to make themselves big and strong before uh, leaving in the first round. <laughs> they, they, want to look, they want to look tough before they get kicked out. Uh, who will do the kicking? We don't know yet. <laughs> if, I don't want it to be Boston. I really don't. But at the same time, oh, the karma that is coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, just the... Man, there's just so much history there. There's just so much. There's just so much hate in that rivalry, and uh, and if and if you are in a relationship with anyone in the Boston Bruins division, me and Mike have said this before. You don't date within the division. <laughs> so if you're dating a girl who's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan or a guy who is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. 
Don't go home with them. Don't expect a ring. <laughs> it's been 60-something years, guys. Don't expect a ring. <laughs> hey, the Cubs waited 100, and they finally won. Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. We just hope it doesn't. We just, yeah, it's one of those things where we don't, we hope it doesn't because they're one of those teams that you don't want to see win. Whereas the Cubs, it's like, okay, you feel bad enough already. Come on. Let's Unless just, let's you're just have, let's just part have. of the audience in Toronto, then maybe you do. And we feel I, I'm, I mean, we're in most of the provinces in Canada right now. I mean, for the longest time, we didn't have Quebec or Ontario. We had, like, Alberta, Saskatchewan, um, British Columbia. We had them, but over the past like couple months or whatever, I've gained Ontario, Quebec, New Finland, and I'm just like, what have I done? Best podcast out there. <laughs> have I made you guys that angry that you're listening, or are you just <laughs> laughing your butt off going, oh, look at this hoser? <laughs> uh, notable mentions in the trade deadline. Uh, we have Arizona traded defenseman Shane uh, Gospierre to Carolina. Lars Eller from Washington went to Colorado. Patrick Kane a couple days ago got traded from the Blackhawks to the New York Rangers. I did a midweek report rant on that. And it's like, I, I just, to recap, if you were surprised by that trade, where have you been the last two years? That The rumor of Patrick Kane being traded has been around for two years. Where have you been? Um, Edmonton traded forward Jesse, again, I hope I'm saying this right, pulls you Jarvie to Carolina. Um, so your Chicago traded Jack Johnson to Colorado. Hey, Jack Johnson's going back to Colorado. He was a free agent after winning the Cup last year with Colorado and signed on with the uh, Chicago and Chicago's like, hey, want to go back to Colorado? Sure. Colorado said, we miss you, baby. Yeah. We miss you. Come on back, man. Come on back. St. Louis traded Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers. And the Vancouver Canucks traded Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders for forward Anthony Bolvier. So did anybody not make any trades? Because that's like a lot of teams. That's a lot of teams. And that... That is. Um, I'm sure there's been a few that did not do anything. They were just... The Ducks. Are they still the Ducks? Yeah, the Ducks. Oh, I yeah. didn't hear you mention the Ducks. Well, the Ducks actually did do one oh. uh, right before the deadline. This is one of those that snuck in right before. Yeah, yep. So the Minnesota Wild got defenseman John Klingberg. Daniel and I were on here last week talking about it. Said that he was going to get traded. Daniel was like, you're lucky enough just to get a draft pick for him. Mm. And that, and the Ducks not only got a draft pick, Daniel, but they got two players for him, too. From the Minnesota Wild, they got a 2025 fourth-round draft pick, a defenseman, Andres Shooter, and forward Nikita Nestorenko. Man. So, hey, look at that. Somebody's weaving the magic there. Uh, uh, and the Ducks also had another one. Ooh. And that uh, they traded defenseman Austin Strand to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for defenseman Chase Prisky. I don't know who either of those guys are, but if I had to guess, they're AHL players to be named later. They are not important enough to remember. No. It's just one of those trades where it's like, we need one more. That was it. It was just the goal. Gotta make the money work. Oh, man. 
Ducks were going crazy today. Holy smokes. Penguins get defenseman Dmitry Kulikov from the Ducks in exchange for forward Brock McGinn and a third-round pick from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh seems like they were active, too. Pittsburgh got active in the, la in the last couple days. Hmm. They acquired um, former Pittsburgh Penguin Nick Bonino, who got traded like years ago. Um, or was he traded or was he a free agent when he went to Nashville? I can't remember, but he went to Nashville. Then he went to the Sharks. Now he's going back home to Pittsburgh. Hmm. Um, and then I thought the Ducks had one more. Uh, I thought they had one more in the previous days, but I'm not seeing it. Not seeing it. But hey, the Ducks were making moves, Daniel. I hope they were approved by you. I hope they were approved by you. It's a lot of trades. And because as a as a as a fan of the Dallas or as a fan of the Anaheim Ducks, uh, I know it's tough on you, bud. I mean, because we've said it before. Uh, Daniel was GM, or if he was in charge of the front office, he he could turn around that team like. Match. They just need to bring Emilio Estevez in. That's uh, all. Yeah. Um, Flying V, baby. Flying V. Need to do something. I mean, whatever they're doing, it hasn't worked over like the last decade. <laughs> Try the Flying V. Can't get any worse. I was about to say, what more do you have to lose, guys? I mean, you're. I, I don't. My know. kids just finished watching the. Oh, all right, guys. Movie, so that's why all three of them. Oh yeah. Really. Wow. And I saw all three of the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah, you're, they're last place in the Pacific. Actually, they're tied for last place with the San Jose Sharks. Hey, you got company. Um, yeah, it's just Daniel could turn around the team like like that. I, I have no doubt. I mean, he knows he knows what it will take. If he's got to make some tough choices, I, I would trust Daniel as my GM. Like, hey, I trust you, man. I trust you. Um, and before we round out all the hockey uh, talk, uh, trade deadline, I am I am super happy as a Boston Bruins fan. Not happy with the trades that they made, but I am super happy with this. Finally, oh my gosh, been waiting on pins and needles all freaking season for this. Boston Bruins have extended forward, forward David Pasternak for eight years. 11.25 million. I'm okay. It's a good day in Boston. Per year or total? Per year. Oh, I was like, that doesn't seem like a very good deal for eight years, but per year, that's not bad. Yep. 11.25 million. I, I mean, there was talks of him going to get possibly an eight-year deal for somewhere around nine million. I was like, he's worth it. He's totally worth it. You don't want to let this guy go. I mean, the Going back to the whole Boston Bruins crisis thing that me and Mike had last year, we were just freaking out that Pasternak was going to do something crazy. I mean, they could always trade him later. I, I hope they have just cause for that. I, I, I really do. It's like, don't don't trade my current favorite player. Uh, my dad asked me who was my all-time favorite. Unfortunately, it's not you yet, David. Not you yet. <laughs> but you're right, Hey, congratulations, David, on getting that bag, though. Well, I was about to say. Eight years. Eight years bad. for 11.25. That's job security. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, man. F future captain. Hopefully future captain of the Boston Bruins. That'd be good. I'd take that. One step at a time. One step at a time. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. 
45 minutes in, and that's Let's pretty much it. Take a collective breath. I need another beer. I understand. That's a, that's a lot. A lot, my friends. But you know what? I'm going to go local here. Ooh, what we got? What we got? And uh, I'm going to go with the West Side Brewing out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm going to go with their German-Irish-style lager at 5.5% uh, alcohol by volume. Surprisingly, everybody thinks Guinness, because it's so dark and everything, everybody thinks it is so strong. I mean, it is a little bitter. It is a stout. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a bitter beer. But everybody thinks that, oh, it's so heavy in alcohol. It's 4.1. Really? That's like a light beer. Hmm. Like, I mean, Budweiser, Bud Light. I mean, that's a light beer. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, Daniel didn't finish this last, or didn't get to this last week, so. Oh, my gosh, it's a it's a major domestic beer on the podcast. What is it doing there? Um, Daniel forgot it. <laughs> uh, trying to see here. Uh, oh, Budweiser's actually five. Really? Higher than Guinness. You know what that can right there would be good for? What? Burgers. You ever do beer burgers? Oh, yeah. I, I don't do beer burgers enough. I do more beer brats. And, uh, beer brats or hot dogs or stuff like that. I do that more. I can't, I can't eat the hot dogs and brats because they. I, I read The Jungle. Ah. Uh, you know. You ever watch that? Uh, speaking of food, rabbit hole. Um, what is it? Did you ever see the um, Food Inc. documentary? No, I've wanted to, but I have not said that. You, you will not want to eat chicken nuggets for a very long time. I'm oh, just going to say that. No, I, I watched. So Titus, my oldest son, went through a phase where like, the only thing he wanted to eat was McDonald's chicken nuggets. Not Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. McDonald's chicken nuggets. What's wrong with Jesus chicken? Uh, he said it tasted funny. Well, now he eats them. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I showed him a YouTube video on how McDonald's chicken nuggets were made. Ah. Uh. The boy does not eat McDonald's chicken nuggets anymore. I was about to say, yeah, Food Inc. covers chicken a lot in that in that documentary. And uh, for the longest time, you it, it doesn't have to be McDonald's, doesn't have to be Burger King, doesn't have to be any major change. You're just going to look at chicken differently for a couple weeks. And then after a while, you're going to forget. And you're gonna does be it like, talk about lunch meat, too? I don't remember. It's like, if it's sliced, you know, that's that's one thing. But anything that says mechanically separated, you're going to talk about mechanically? I, I don't remember. All I remember is I watched it in college for an under. It was for a geography uh, course for, of, well, of all makes, things. That makes perfect sense. I have no idea why. Um, Professor made us watch it, and the only thing that most of us got from it was the whole chicken raising and and all that. And yeah, for next couple of weeks, it was like, oh, no chicken for me. I'm good. It was steak, pork, fish, whatever, and that. But then time went by, and you ordered the chicken basket at some restaurant, and yeah, you're cured. You're over it. Well, I mean, if it's a whole, like whole white meat chicken, that's one thing. But those compressed nuggets were mechanically separated. They just hang, the, hang it up and strip everything off the bone and grind it all up, and that's what mechanically separated is. There you go, guys. You learned a little bit of history, and you learned a little bit about food processing. You never know what you're going to get here in the penalty box. You really don't. You might want to be a vegetarian now. I don't know. Not me. I like. I was about to say. Had a nice steak for my birthday last night. I was night. about to say. Good. We're going to have ribs after this show, guys. I am not. No. <laughs> we just have to talk until they're done cooking. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty much the goal. <laughs>
That's why we're here. <laughs> One of the reasons why we're here, not the whole reason. <laughs> here to entertain you guys because we cannot, we can't do this for free, guys. <laughs> Uh, or we do do this for free. I said, I said that wrong. It's like we do do this for free. I'm not getting none of the videos are monetized. None of the podcast. I've actually lost my sponsorship on Anchor. Oh. And uh, um, for Anchor, I was doing a sponsor for Anchor and I lost it because Anchor came out with new uh, standard for. You needed like at least a hundred listens per episode in order to promote, and I don't have that. I'm okay with that. Granted, I was only making pennies on every listen. So, but I do need to cash it out. Those of you that are listening, though, we appreciate you. Yes, we do appreciate you listening. Share this podcast. Watching. And that guy's following the Instagram page. Thank you. Because more people should be listening to this podcast. I was going to say, it's all from a fan's perspective. We are not experts here. Except in our own Opinions. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm an expert. I'm the Lord. Yeah, you're the Lord. You have you have a Lordish opinion. I don't know if that's a word. Speaking Lord of which, I'm not only the Lord. Last time I was the Lord. Yes. Now I'm the championship winning undefeated. There you go. Lord. Good good segue there. Good <clears throat> segue. Right. So please tell us, my Lord, uh, what happened? How did you become a championship coach? Well, ten uh, year old upward basketball. So, you know, take that for what you will. But my oldest son wanted to play basketball. He watched his brother play a couple of seasons of Upward, which is like rec league, church league, not really competitive. It's supposed to be all about fun, team building. Titus had never played basketball before. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, if you're going to do it, I'm going to coach so that I can try and help you through. Because I was thinking, oh, God, this is going to be rough. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which, Titus, if you ever listen to this podcast, son... You did great, okay? <laughs> so, but for never having played basketball, he, he did okay. But we actually got a team that, for rec league basketball, I had some shooters, I had some rebounders, I had some ball handlers, 9- and 10-year-olds. I mean, none of them are probably going to go on and play, you know, professional basketball. Well, hey, the picture that I saw of Titus sipping that, uh, what was it? Uh, Capri Sun or whatever, cap, cap, cap sideways and leaning back in the chair. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the picture of a future NBA star right there. So we were the Bucks. They gave us all NBA, NBA names, and uh, we played six weeks undefeated all season. In fact, we usually were up by at least 10 before the first quarter would end, and it was a six-minute running clock quarter. And... Uh, Won, won all of our games, so there's a little playoff. Of course, we won the playoff game. Mm. Went into the championship. I was about to say, if you guys okay. were wondering why he had that around his uh, neck cut, there. Cut the net down. So all the players, after we won, they got to go up, cut off a little piece of the net. You know, because that was, there, there weren't trophies, anything like that. But they got to cut down the net, and then they, they asked me if I wanted to go up and cut down the net as well, and so I, I took the rest of it. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, undefeated season, championship, awesome. everybody got better, everybody had fun. But I want to point something out, though, with okay. this. Okay. This is the second championship team I've been a part of. Second championship team you've been a part of. Now, this time I was the coach. The first time back in college, which, gosh, I just turned 40. <laughs> That's longer ago than I'd like to admit. <laughs> I was just the manager. Hey, managers are important. They do good work. But I was, I was not a player. I was not a coach. 
but we won the championship then too. So two championship teams that the Lord has been a part of. Uh, now, you going to get a ring? Upward does not do rings. Oh. And I didn't get a ring for the, the college team either. You know why? Why? All season long. I started working with that team in July. Two-a-day practices mm-hmm. in July, all the way through the season. March tournament. I was sick the weekend of the tournament. Oh. I wasn't there for the actual championship. Oh. No ring. I got a picture and a certificate of appreciation. Man. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Maybe I'm still a little bit. Uh, I'd be a little bit better. But, so, well, lucky for you, I happen to know a website to where you could get <laughs> trophies, uh, sports trophies, rings, or, I mean, or even championship belts. A, a ring might look good on my... And uh, I was gonna say I pulled it up here for you on on the tablet. Uh, oh, ooh. I, I, you get to create your own and everything. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this is the site to go to because I have thought about doing this a time or two. I, the website is trophysmack.com, guys. It's not a plug; they are not a sponsor, but it's a free shout out to you guys because some of the stuff, the designs, the title belts, the rings, trophies—they all look awesome. I would totally get one. Okay, so this one right here. Yes. Me $75, and you can design your own kind of logo. Yep. Oh, I'm totally doing that. Yeah, there you go. See? See? You're going to get yourself a ring. I'm going to have my championship ring, whether they want me to or not. Yeah. So, stop me. so you can you can actually upload your own image and I, or clip art it. Or you can just choose from a variety of different sports icons, and I believe there is, oh, here you go. Here is the basketball one. Come on now. That's all right. That is all right. Wait. And I'll totally wear it every day. <laughs> I was going to say, you wear it even when you're shouting out. I'm I will. I will. Yeah, people ask me all the time, you know, about my, my resume, my history. I've met, I've met a couple today showing, showing a house, and they asked me about my experience. <laughs> Talking about me. Hey, you know what? Nice championship ring. It's only going to enhance that. See, see this this is what I want. Uh, I'll put up pictures in the video, guys, I promise. And then for those listening, you just got to go to trophysmack.com in order to know what we're talking about. But I want to create my own title belt or whatever and put the logo, Drop the Gloves podcast logo on the wall. And then then put it on the wall or something. Come on now. And that for 200 bucks? 200 bucks to do that? I mean, come on. That, I mean, that's better than trying to get it from WWEshop.com. Again, another plug, not a sponsor. (laughs) So. That would be epic, though. It would be. That that would be so cool. Belt, right? I I, I have thought about it. I mean, there was discussion when Mike was still on here that we would do, like, tag team kind of Mm -hmm. uh, belts where he'd get one, I'd get one. But for your co-host, whoever comes in, have a little belt. Yeah. See? Aren't you glad I know this? Aren't you glad that I know this site? The wheels are turning. How fun would it be? Because this is my fourth time on here, I think, with you now. Yes, this is four. How fun would it be for every co-host to have the, be able to have the championship belt while they're talking? Championship co-host. Yes. There you go. For you, audience, 
Or, or maybe instead, or maybe instead of uh, the Glovies trophy, and that maybe I'll just give them a. It'll be the Glovey belt or whatever. Glovey championship. Can you belt. get a? Can you get a glove, like a boxing glove or something? Uh, on here, I don't know. I would totally wear a drop the glove, <laughs> drop the gloves podcast uh, foam finger. <laughs> just. I may get one of those myself if I have your permission to use your logo. Because that just sounds fun now. I have I'm just thinking. Come on. Come on sometime and be like, I was going to say, come for gloves. Of course, if you're just listening, you wouldn't be able to appreciate that. But those that are watching I was say, YouTube and Rumble, I was going to say, if you're listening, guys, I swear, to be honest with you, I, I have more fun making the videos, editing the videos, because I get to put in pictures of, like, the beer <laughs> Some of the stuff that we're talking about, mm-hmm. like we like we talked about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, not Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and I put up a banner above mm-hmm. us and was the whole debate MJ versus LeBron and that. It's like I, I have more creativity with the video than I do the audio. The audio is simple, but when I get to video, it's like oh, I get to let more of my creativity come out, and that is why I would so strongly encourage everybody who is listening. To go on YouTube or Rumble and watch. Now, I can't put up the video on Anchor or on Spotify. Mm. So I could have video podcasts on both those sites. But let's be honest. Do you have YouTube on your phone? Yes, I do. I have YouTube on my both my phones. Let's be honest. If you're listening right now, you got YouTube on your phone. You know you do. Why don't you go ahead and just pull up the video, if you're not, and just join on in there. Join on in. Like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're here We're here every week. I'm now doing a midweek report. He's here every week. Unless uh, he's announcing something that I don't know about yet. <laughs> uh, I do a midweek report. It comes out on Wednesday nights. I do a short 10, 15 minute video or episode of just something that is going on that I just want to talk about. Get it off my chest early in the week before the episode. For the upcoming episode, and then I've also decided we're going to do something called overtime, which is if we do happen to go over time in our podcast, I'll take a clip out of the episode and I'll post it separately from the rest. There you go. And I, so more content three, for you. Three times the content, guys. Three times. Like, share, subscribe. So and drink beer. I was about to say, always, always drink beer. Drink good beer. Please drink good beer. That's all I ask. None of that Miller Lite crap. (laughs) If I'm going to name somebody, I'm going to name you. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) And to all of those who, all of you out there who like Miller Lite, still appreciate your support. It's a free country, maybe, where you live. (laughs) And (laughs) <clears throat> and choices a, being made, and, but whatever choice you make, nobody's judging you. I, okay, we're judging. You. No, I was about to say what. When we started this show, the only thing we'll judge people on is their favorite team. But now, as we've gotten over a hundred episodes, we're going to judge <laughs> you on your preference of beer. We will totally judge you on your preference of beer. And I, I'm not saying it all has to be dark. Have you ever had anybody comment on any of the podcasts? Like, ask them to comment what their favorite beer is. I I have asked people like, hey, what's your favorite beer? And I'll get it. Well, I'm asking you right now. 
go ahead, comment on the podcast, comment on the video, on YouTube, you can comment right there. What's your favorite beer? I'll what look for one, it. What is one that he needs to be drinking right here on the show? I'll tell you what. If we get comments on a favorite beer, the next time you have me on, I'll drink the favorite beer with you. Really? I'll do it. Oh, challenge extended, guys. I'll do it. Oh, this man, I'm jumping out of my seat. This is awesome. Okay. Now I'm talking one here, okay? But, but still, but Don't still, but still, challenge extended. I, I like it. Because if, if the the fans have a favorite beer, I feel like that's for trying. I was going to say, I'll go to Party Source, I'll go to Jungle Gems, I'll go wherever I can to try and find this beer. I may even have to try and order directly from the brewery itself in order to get it. I am willing, I, I'm willing to do it. I mean, because... I mean, there may be something out there that is so freaking delicious that I have not heard of, but you guys would be like, oh, if he likes this, Guinness, or anything else that I've had on this show before, you guys are probably saying, oh, he would probably like this. And if it really is that good, don't you want to know about it? Yes. I totally want to try more beer. And don't you want to be able to share it with all the people who don't know it? Yes. So really, we're doing this for you. Come on. Fans. I mean. Listeners. I mean, was it? There's a helium beer out there that I wouldn't mind trying. Trying. <laughs> that sounds interesting. And I, I've actually seen the video. It's two German guys who are drinking this helium beer. And they take a sip, and all of a sudden they start talking in their squeaky helium voices. It's like, oh, it's, it's like, yes, please, yes, please, I want it. <laughs> uh, the, oh my! If I could have that on the show. And go from normal voice to squeaky voice. Oh, uh, man. That just made the episode so much at the fun. End. Or at the end. That's true. Uh, I mean, it's helium. I mean, you gotta, you got to breathe it out and everything. I mean, too much helium will kill you. So. <laughs> make, your, you know, make your lungs explode. <laughs> so, but yeah. There you have it. Comment on your favorite beer. So I have a few questions for you, championship coach. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. How can I help you? Um, uh, so, could you tell us uh, briefly what is your ph- philosophy uh, for coaching? I'm so glad you asked that question. My coaching philosophy was very simple. Everybody plays. Okay. Everybody plays. So, again, we had some good players, but everybody got a chance to start. Everybody got to play. And, uh, yeah, you just got to spread the love out. Basketball is a team sport. Yeah. It's a team sport. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, what is it? Uh, state any ways uh, by which you communicated, communicated your plan or expectation for players and parents. Well, I had a text group with the parents, so I would keep them kind of updated what was going on. And most of them were there for the practices. But, you know, for for 9- and 10-year-olds, the, the kids really listened very, very, very well. And, uh, you know, I just tried to be very direct and forward with them. Go out there and have fun. Share the ball. Move around. Don't stand in one spot. Because, again, this is supposed to be non-competitive. I mean, they were keeping score. Everybody wanted to win. But that was not the point of this league. Were there participation trophies? There were not. There were not. Yes! Which I was was very proud of. That there were not. Drop the gloves is not for (laughs) participation trophies. But that... because there is a mix. Like there, there, I had three players on my team who actually played 
for their middle school team as well. Mm, okay. I played actual school organized golf, right? And then I had players like my son who had never touched a basketball until our first practice. I mean, other than just outside with his brother, but we don't even have hoop at our house at the moment. So, you know, quite the quite the range. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a couple of kids that hit some threes. Nine, ten-year-old, and they're hitting threes. I, that's impressive. And uh, <laughs> one, of them, one of them was pretty good. And one of them, he hit his first three, and he didn't even know what to do. <laughs> he didn't expect it to go in. He throws it up there. His name's Tatum. He throws it up there. And usually, he'd try and shoot a three. Every game, he tried to shoot a three and airball him. Mm. And this one went in, and he just kind of got this look on his face. And there was about a two-second delay where it registered that he made it. And all of a sudden, you, you would have thought that the kid just, you know, won the lottery. He was the most excited. And, of course, everybody else was excited. And people are going wild. So that was that was a lot of fun. Achievement unlocked. That's, that's what it was. That was that's exactly what it was. Achievement unlocked right there. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun a fun mix. Do you have a coaching voice like did something something regular from or something different from your regular voice? So I did. Yeah. If you I, and I talk, I talk because I I coached high school basketball huh? many, many many years ago, um, and so you know I I have that kind of persona that once it's game time, like I'm focused on the players, I'm focused on the game plan. This this league we didn't have as much of a plan. It was go out there and have fun, but uh, but yeah, I'm walking the whole game, every game. I'm walking up and down my coach's box, uh, and I'm talking. I'm telling them, you know, hands up, spread out, move your feet, you know, all that stuff. The whole game, I was just kind of. I mean, I never never you know like what are you doing? Although there were a couple times I wanted to do that, <laughs> uh, but I didn't because of the way the the league was. But I definitely was talking to them the whole time. Um, were, were you more of the uh, active coach? Do you like to stand, walk the court as oh, yeah. as the action was going? Did you ever sit down at all while play was going on? Or um, well, again, so we had we only had eight players on our our team, uh, so sometimes I would sit down next to one of them after they come out and kind of talk to them. Especially the the first couple of games where everybody was figuring out mm-hmm. who they were, what their role was, um, you know, things like that, and just sit down and encourage them. Hey. You know, keep taking it. Like I had, it was a mixed league, right? So there, we had boys and girls on our team. And there was, I had two girls on my team. Uh, and, and one of the girls, she's a shooter. I mean, he, she I don't know if she's nine or ten, but she's a shooter. She can handle the ball, too. But she wasn't quite as fast as, as the boys. But she would get in her spot mm-hmm. and just kind of stand there. And, all, and the other team, all the boys on the other team would ignore her. They're guarding, you know, the boys My gosh. and just leave her open. And the first two games, they were completely ignoring her. And I'm shouting. I'm like, there's Haley. There's Haley. Get it, Haley. So finally, <laughs> at practice one, one, one night, the, about week three, I was like, here's, here's the game plan. Okay, because we, we're turning it over. Yes, we're winning, but I'm like, we're turning it over because they're double or triple teaming whoever's got the ball. Mm-hmm. And she's wide open, you know, on the, on the wing. Five, six feet from the hoop. 
and she has that shot every single time. Wide open. So I'm like, all you got to do is just skip it over there. Because I had two, my two primary ball handlers were both pretty tall as well. Mm -hmm. And then the the other one, he was shorter, but super fast, and he could just get around everybody. Like, all you got to do, come over on the the opposite side of wherever she is, because she would kind of alternate which wing she would go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever side she goes to, you go the opposite way, draw the defense off, and then just skip it over to her. They did that. She made seven shots in a row one day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's a shooter. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, it was fun. Um, what do you believe is the proper role of parents in any athletic program? You know what? Obviously, again, Upward is a, a rec league. You know, it's a church-sponsored right. rec type of thing. But, again, I've coached high school basketball. I've been part of college programs. I've seen, I know you've seen, the, the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Parents throwing fits and yelling at coaches and yelling at refs and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that when you act like that as a parent, what is that going to tell, tell your kid, teach your kid about how they act towards authority towards a coach or a ref about how they act towards other players you know athletics yes you want to win and there is that competitive side of it i mean even with us i wanted to win and once i realized we were good like let's run the table you know totally (laughs) let's just go yeah but again especially in the, the 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 elementary the middle school the high school even the high school age sure it can affect your future but how many hundreds of thousands of high school kids are not going on to play in the NCAA? Right. Right? So there's a there's a fine line that can be crossed very easily between, you know, enthusiasm and being a dick. Right? Now, if you want to go and be that way at a game that you pay for that has professional players that are getting paid, I mean, I still think it can be overdone. Right. I mean, I there was just a story the other day about some of the Bengals players and their families being, you know, being harassed and things like that mm-hmm. at uh, at games. You know, that that's not okay. No, that's not okay. Yeah. But with kids, especially when they're your kids, why would you not want to encourage them? You know, what's the point of yelling at them? And you know, you you I've had I've had parents, I've seen parents on the sideline. Yelling at their own kid. You suck. You might as well just get off the court. Well, okay, mom and dad. I mean, Jeez. if this is at the yeah. game, I can only imagine what home is like. <laughs> and then we have this epidemic now of mental health issues. You know, so we've got to, at some point, we've got to start putting these pieces together mm-hmm. and realize that how we act matters. Not just for the example that we're setting, but it's making a difference in the psyche of the kids and we we've got to set the standard and as a sports fan you can be a fan you can be excited you can be disappointed but you need to be respectful you need to be respectful mm-hmm. um how would you like to uh or how how would you like to organize <laughs> a typical practice session uh, so again upward being a church league we would come in and uh and we would practice we would run some drills I had him working on ball handling. I had him working on passing. I had him working on shooting. I had him working on free throws. And we would do a little devotional. And then we would scrimmage is how I did it. Now, high school, when I was coaching high school kids, gosh, 16, 
20 years ago. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't hear that for me. Um, I mean, that was, I was running the drills that the college team that I was a manager for. Mm-hmm. I, I basically, I took that playbook and I was running that with my, my high school kids. And the girls team that I coached, it was a small Christian school. We only had five girls on that team. Mm-hmm. There are no subs. Yeah. Right? But I ran those drills and they scrimmaged the boys. And uh, I had one girl on that team averaging 27 points a game. She was, she was the third leading scorer in the Central Illinois area. Wow. She was, she was a shooter, too. Uh, are you a micro or macro manager as a coach? You know what? I think it depends on the players. Depends on the player? Because, okay. mm-hmm. again, if you've got players who will listen, then you can kind of, here's the philosophy, here's what I want, do it. Mm-hmm. But if they're not listening and they're trying to freewheel and do their own thing, they're going to screw up. You're going to have problems. And that's when you got to kind of dig in and be like, well, run the play. Mm-hmm. Right? So it really depends on the player. Please explain, if you'd like to, the pregame, postgame, or even halftime yeah. uh, that you implement as a coach. Well, halftime for Upward, they had the devotional. So we didn't really talk. But pregame, I just, and I actually had a couple of people who come in, you're not out there working with your kids pregame. I just let them go and warm up. Like, have fun, be loose. You know, the game's the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, other teams would run drills, they're doing layup lines and all that stuff. I was like, just get warmed up, just have fun. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the game, you know, I tried to make it a point every game to, to touch every kid and say, hey, you did great in this, and so I tell you, great rebounding today, great defense today, and you made some big shots today, whatever it was, so that every kid knew that I felt like they were a valuable part of the team. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, especially nine, ten years old. Yeah, they yeah. need to know that 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 what they do is seen, even if what they do isn't reflected directly on the scoreboard. Uh, final question. Uh, what factor do you think, or do you think, is important for a player to develop or cultivate uh, other than just athletic ability mm-hmm. from this experience? I think listening. 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 Yeah, I mean, not just to a coach that can be important, but listening to your teammates too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, again, athletics is all about teamwork. Even, no matter what sport you're in, even in even in something like golf, you still got a caddy, you still got people that you're working with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not going to listen, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill that carries over into everything else in life too, right? Yeah. You know, if you're married and you're not going to listen to your spouse, marriage is going to suffer. If you're working, you're not going to listen to your boss, you're not going to listen to your coworkers, you're not going to listen to feedback from people that are under you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be problems. It's a life skill, and I think that that is something that athletics can help teach kids and help them develop in other areas that man if you can learn to listen because who likes to be critiqued you know if you if you have a bad game you take a bad shot you make a mistake nobody likes the you screwed up mm-hmm. right but if you can handle that as a kid you're going to be able to handle that as an adult mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right well hey congratulations again on your championship and that I can't wait to see the ring that you're going to get. I am totally going to bring it on. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I, I, 
And hopefully, maybe the next time that you come on with your ring, I'll have my championship trophy belt, too. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? If somebody wants to step in and sponsor that, you can (laughs) definitely do that, too. The beer fund is always open, guys. (laughs) Um, So, keeping up with basketball, March Madness, we're in the thick of it. We're, We're getting, I mean, we're in conference tournament right now. I mean, this is... This Did you see the Alabama game today? No, I did or not. last night or whatever. <laughs> Just recently. But no, I didn't. I, I missed They were it. down 17 and came back and won. Who are they playing? Auburn. Auburn, okay. Eh, it's Auburn. But still, I that's, mean, but your, still that's your rival. Down by 17 against your rival. Yes, that's impressive. Um, uh, man, I, this is... This is it's weird because I'm I'm I, I told my told my dad I told other people who've been on this show it's like once the Super Bowl's over I'll be more into March Madness or I'll, I'll be getting geared up for it and everything. I totally forgot about the trade deadline <laughs> uh, until like certain names were starting to be tossed around and going different places. I was like, oh, I forgot about that, and then I was focused on that. Now it's like, okay, that's over. Now mm-hmm. it's like. Okay, we're in the nitty-gritty now. Conference tournaments are going on from here to Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? So, I know. This, this it feels be, like a free-for-all. It really does. I said that, man, I don't know how many weeks ago. I can't remember who even was on, but we were talking about the rankings and everything. The top 25 mm-hmm. rankings are a joke now. Because anybody could beat anybody. Yeah. Nobody is that dominant force where they're going to be number one throughout the whole regular season. They'll be number one ranked overall when it comes time to pick the brackets. It's going to be anybody's game. In fact, it is possible. Obviously, they haven't picked, made the selections yet. It's not over till the fat lady sings. Right. But it is possible that the preseason number one for the first time in history could not be in the tournament. Who is preseason number one? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't remember. But I, was, I was literally just reading I'm about sorry. that, and I was like, what? I'm, what? I'm sorry. But, I mean, you had all these teams that were considered up there at the beginning and mm-hmm. middling, and then, you know. I, I really don't. So, championship week leading to March Madness uh, began with the, um, I'm going to say the Atlantic Sun. They, they call it the A-Sun, but then again, when NKU was there, they just called it the Atlantic Sun. Uh, the A-Sun uh, tournament started on February 27th, and we... Um, February, man. Yeah, I know. And then we will eventually end, I shouldn't say we, but NCAA uh, men's basketball will end right up until the bracket is revealed on Selection Sunday, March 12th, with... The Ivy, Atlantic 10, SEC, American, and the Big 10. All on that Sunday. Right before? Right before Selection Sunday at 6 p.m. So if anybody's on the bubble and happens to be in the championship, basically their fate's already decided before they win or lose. If they're probably in the Big 10 or SEC, yes. If you're in Ivy, A10, or even the American Conference, it's win or you go home. Because there are there are there are conferences out there where it's an automatic bid the for champion. for the champion runner up. Sorry, better luck next year. Mm-hmm. NKU is in one of those uh, 
conferences, mm-hmm. I, I, and that they, they're in one of those conferences where it's you win, you're in. You lose, sorry, better luck next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and I always want NKU to make it. I always do. And I, well, I mean, you got to root for the the hometown underdog like yep. that. Uh, yeah, Xavier. Is Xavier, in Xavier uh, should be in the uh, Big East. Uh, so we got, let's see here. The Ohio Valley is from March 1st to 4th. Ooh, that's ending. Um, the Big South Championship game is on March 5th. Missouri Valley, March 5th. Uh, the Atlantic Sun, okay, they started on the 27th, but they're going to end on the 5th. How many teams they got? I uh, the Sun Belt ending on the six, Southern six, Horizon. Okay, so NKU's conference. Ooh, they're playing in Indianapolis. Nice. Road trip. <laughs> not that far. Uh, not that far. Road trip. Um, they'll end on the seventh. Hey, one day before my birthday. There you go. Uh, so either the next day is going to be a good day or a bad day. <laughs> NKU, give the man a nice birthday. Come on, come on, NKU. Yeah. North stop. North up, come on. Hey, at least I learned one thing. <laughs> um, let's see here. The Northeast Conference will end on the seventh. Some of these abbreviations, they, they need to like write it out. I don't know what all these abbreviations are. Uh, the CAA March seventh, Summit March seventh, West Coast seventh, <laughs> Southland eighth, Patriot League eighth. Big Sky on March 8th. I did not realize there were this many conferences. There's a lot. Yeah, there's like 32 automatic bids, I thought. Hmm. And I, I think that's what it said. Let me go back up to the top of the article here. Um, yep, 32 automatic bids. Wow. Uh, is that new or has it always been like I that? I think it's always been 32 automatic and then the other two are selected. Hmm. Uh, Big Sky, American East, MEAC, SWAC, Big 12, Mountain West, Big East, so Xavier, uh, the MAC, M-A-A-C, and then you have the MAC, M-A-C. Because that's not confusing. Uh, no. So you got the MAC, and then the MAC. <laughs> Conference USA, ACC, uh, Big West, Pac-12, the WAC. All of those that I just listed will end on March 11th, so the day before Selection Sunday. And then the ones previously mentioned, Ivy, Atlantic 10, SEC, American, and the Big Ten will all end on Selection Sunday before. So, you know what? This, this little end of February, middle of March, you've got the NHL trade deadline. you got all these conference championships. You have the NFL Combine going on right now. Yeah, the NFL Combine's going on. All right, you just came out of the NBA All Star Game. I mean, there's just, but there's a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff for you know the armpit of the year here, where the weather can't decide what it wants to do. Yeah, what it wants to be <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you don't think about this being the prime sports time until you really get into the tournament. Oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. Well, I mean, now that we are officially in March, I mean, it's like, okay, I mean, to to the podcast listening or even YouTube, Rumble, guys, get geared up here because March Madness, it's going to take over. 
It's going to take over the next couple weeks here. It's going to take over probably next week. It's going to definitely take over the following week because we're going to do a March Madness episode. Is there going to be a drop the gloves bracket? I did not think of that. I mean, why not? I I know, right? Why not do, with the fans, create a, a bracket pool? For the fans and everybody go in. Ooh. Bragging rights. Drop the gloves. There podcast. you go. Bragging rights. That, that, I did not think of that. Wow, that is awesome. I, like an office pool, you know? Yeah, just, yeah. But, you, know, but you make it to, open. You make it a public. You don't even have to. One uh, bracket, though. One bracket. I do not like people submitting more than one because you... you you can't do 700 variations. No, sure no, no. I hate people who do that. Me, me, my dad, my brother, everybody who submits the one for the family pool, we look down on everybody who does the, oh, yeah, I had that in bracket number 10 or something. I had the 11 beating the number 6 there. Okay, no. Pick your one, stay with it. The whole, was it, remember a couple years ago when Warren Buffett was like the one... Million or was it one million or one billion dollar? I can't remember, but he came out with a bracket pool where it was like if you got perfect or whatever, you win a billion dollars or something. I was like, nobody's getting that. Nobody's getting that. I mean, and there were people who were like, we're in the Sweet 16, and there was it, there's one percent of the brackets left in the Sweet 16. I was like, this is not gonna last. This is so not going to last. You get to the Elite Eight. Oh, we're now down to 0.4% of the brackets. It's like, you're not going to get it. Last year, I remember, (laughs) I had not paid any attention at all. And my real estate coaching company, The Locker Room, sports team there, give them a little shout out. We did an office bracket. Mm -hmm. And my bracket was busted on day one because I didn't have any idea. So I literally just, oh, yeah, 6 and 11. Oh, the 11 should win this that was my philosophy. We're in the throes of it, guys. We're in the thick of it. So it's going to be... Get ready, guys. March Madness is going to be talked about from now till probably the championship game. So obviously no brackets out yet, but early prediction, who's going to win it all? Oh, let me go to standings, please. <laughs> it's like, I have to check. I have, to, good. I have to look because... the. Again, the rankings have been just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick. It's hard to say who would you want to have or, or who would be your like go to. Because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Um, I went to standings. Went to the wrong place. <laughs> Got to go to rankings. So there's standings, conference standings, and then there's rankings. Totally two different things here. Houston is the current number one. Man, Purdue has dropped down over the past. I was going to say Purdue, but the way they lost to Indiana last week, it was like, uh-uh. I don't think so. Um, everybody still thinks Xavier's a contender. I don't think so. I still can't believe Kentucky is ranked after beating Tennessee and now losing to Vanderbilt. He's, he's a like, fan, ladies and gentlemen. He's a fan. I'm a fan, but what has happened this year is just like, eh, nah. Come on, let's be real, guys. Come on. I know we all want Kentucky to win the next one, but... Where is the defending national champion? Kansas? Kansas. Number three. Okay, so they're, they're good still. They're, they're still in the hunt. Kansas, I would pick to be in the Final Four. Um, but to win it overall, man, out of the top 25 that I'm seeing, 
you want me to take it, I think. I mean, Kansas could repeat. Okay, that would, that, I mean, I mean, again, I can't cheer for Bill Self on principle, but... Kansas yes. would probably be a good pick as a repeat, but if I... If, I'm, I'm not a fan of Kansas being a Kentucky fan. Uh, plus, I think Kansas is always overrated. Um, I mean, granted, you're ranked number three. You're higher than Kentucky, but at the same time, I still think you guys are an overrated program. <laughs> they um, are better than Kentucky this year. I mean, you have to give credit. Yes, credit is you are better than Kentucky this year, so I have to give credit. And last year when they won, <clears throat> just, you know, to say Um. Okay, if I was betting Kansas as a repeat, but if in my heart who I wanted to win, uh, Zaga. Really? I always won Zaga. Zaga's that little Have they ever actually won? They've gone. They Why won, not? They've lost, they lost to Baylor two years ago mm-hmm. uh, during the COVID season. Um, but I they're, they're that team that is always good during the regular season, and then they get to the tournament and they falter. But it's one of those teams that it's like, man, you just want them to win at least once. <laughs> and I want Zaga to be that team. I definitely want Zaga to be that team that at least wins once. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Zaga would be the pick that in my heart that I would want. But if I was going to be a betting man, and you know, if I was allowed to bet in the state of Kentucky for sports, Kansas. Kansas or Alabama. Those would be my two picks. What about you? you, you Roll said Tide, you, baby. You had Alabama. Roll right. Tide. And that's hard for me to say, too. But Roll Tide. Even with all the controversy, I mean, they they seem legit. Yeah, they do. They do seem legit. And, I mean. It's I, kind of unfair to be a powerhouse in basketball and a powerhouse in football. And my Illini can't be a powerhouse in anything except for golf. <laughs> but <clears throat> Roll uh, Tide. Did did uh, Illinois end up beating Michigan in overtime last uh, Thursday night? Probably not because I didn't get a notice about it. Okay, they went into double overtime. <laughs> I think I think I would have gotten a notice. Uh, yeah, okay, so hold on, hold on. We gotta look this up before we get into the last call here. Gotta look this up because I, I was I saw it come across my screen as I was writing down all my notes. I just I, can't be excited about it, you know. They know. just let me down every time. So Thursday, I gotta look at March March second, Thursday. Come on, and I I, I hope they did. Uh, that'd be a good win on my birthday, March second, double overtime. Come on, let it be. Let it come be. on, line Give me give me a gift here. Give me a little belated gift. Uh, okay, I gotta get out of the top twenty-five. Go into the Big Ten because obviously both teams are not in the big, in the top twenty-five. So come on. Uh, again, they were ranked earlier in the season. I was like, oh, oh, no, let me down again. We went all the way back to February. How did that happen? No, Thursday, March 2nd. Come on. Illinois won. 91, 87, double overtime. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Like the one that. highlight from Illinois this year. Look at that. All that right. Awesome. Last call. All right. Let's get into it. We've had quite the the range here today. Yeah, it's always it's always interesting to see where where we're going to go. I mean, we we fly by the seat of our pants here every time. I mean, it's it, part of the fun. It, it is, and I, I mean, it used to be segmented. It used to be like we'll talk about this, talk about this, talk about this. Then it was just like you know, what, let's just do free for all. Who cares? 
Uh, no structure. Let's just talk about whatever, drink whatever. Who cares? And then, so. All right. What we got? What we got? And we're, we're dwindling down here. We're getting to... What happens uh, when you run out? I'll have to look for more. Don't you throw them away? I oh. collect them. Okay. <laughs> well, did you pitched it over there last time. Well, it's just something I do for the camera. That's it. That's all I... That's Ooh. What do we got? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> if someone sketchy owed you $5,000, who would you take with you to get it? Ooh. Hmm. Who's going to be my muscle? <laughs> oh, man. Mm. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking, it's like, I can't bring Daniel. <laughs> Is your muscle? I, I love Daniel. I love Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no, Bob. I can't no, do it, man. You both dead. No. If that's what's going on. Um... Man, you know what? He's been on the show. I, I would totally take. And he's a big guy too. He's been on the show. I totally have him as my muscle, and I'd be Steve, uh, maintenance guy Steve, as my muscle, and that to collect five thousand dollars. He was on the show back in February, predicting or no January, back in January, predicting who he wanted to be the Super Bowl champion. But so if you guys have been watching, you guys know who I'm talking about. Maintenance guy Steve. Maintenance guy Steve. My muscle to collect five five grand. There you go. All right. What about you? You got anybody in mind? So, yes, I have to give you just a tiny bit of backstory here, okay? Oh, okay, so it's not me. Uh, I promise. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very short backstory. But uh, I have a pastor friend who, when he took over... The church that he's at right now, mm-hmm. and they did the the, or, the, the ceremony to install him, uh, he invited some people. And this guy shows up. I happen to be working at, the, at this church at the time. This guy shows up who is of a Latin American descent. That, you know, is what it is. I'm just pointing that out Dang. so you understand. Okay? But he is in this suit flanked by, like, Secret Service-looking people. Okay? <laughs> And the church that this pastor was taking over had just gone through kind of a split, rough time. And so <clears throat> there were a lot of mad people. So I'm standing up there with the pastor after the service. Everybody's congratulating. This guy walks up, flanked by his, his minions. And he says, basically, he says, you know, if you have any trouble with anybody, let me know. I'll make them disappear. I laugh thinking this is a joke. Okay. Okay. Afterwards, I asked Pastor Pat, I was like, what was that? He goes, he controls one of the biggest drug cartels in Mexico. Whoa. Pastor had been part of a, a group that managed um, resorts. Okay. And this guy had vacationed at the resorts and been well taken care of. And so he's like, yeah, I, I would never call him. But if I did, whoever I called about would disappear. So I would be on the phone. I will not say his name, but I would be on the phone. I was about to say with him, we, and they would never be seen again. We, we kind of like the we kind of like to live here on Drop the Gloves podcast. So, but that was always one of the things in the in the back of my mind. Like I know who to call. You know a guy who knows a guy. I absolutely <laughs> know a guy who knows a guy, and it would be taken oh, care of. That's one hundred percent. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I might look fluffy, 
place. But the Lord has connections. The Lord has connections, indeed. <laughs> wow. Alrighty. Uh, it's, just, it's just for the camera, and it's also to see how well my accuracy is, and that just went. Yeah, so that will look very good. Now, I have my moments, and then there are moments where it's just like, yeah, that was a terrible throw. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming back on. I, I always have fun with you. I mean, this is awesome. And now we have a challenge out there. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it. So whatever somebody comments is their favorite beer. You need some comments. I'll find it, and I'll bring you on for it. Thank and maybe you. I'll bring you on before I find it. How about that? Who Maybe during March Madness or before, before the championship game or something. So. How about that? Sounds like, Sounds like a plan. I'm good for you. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to this week's uh, episode, episode 110. Woo! And that we are 10 over 100 already and over 2,000 listens. Come on. Yeah, baby. Come oh. on. So I want to thank everybody who is listening, especially on our hosting platform, Anchor.fm. Thank you, Anchor, for 110 episodes strong. Their partner platform is Spotify. We are also on Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google. Big shout out again to our YouTube and Rumble viewers. If you guys are on YouTube, subscribe for free. It's free. I'm not making any money. None of my videos are monetized. I do this because it's entertaining. It's fun. I love it. But if you subscribe and share, you could in the future. Maybe. Uh, Help us out. Yeah, a little bit. Championship up. And I contribute to the beer fund. Just, just contribute to the beer fund. That's all I ask. And, and if you're on Rumble, please stop watching the garbage that is on there and just watch us. Come on. We're way more entertaining. We're way more fun. We're going to make you laugh, smile, true. and uh, we're going to make you forget about the world burning for a second that uh, all the t talking news heads say. All right? Come on. Live a little. Crack open a beer. Guinness. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Drink it and watch us. I'm co-host Charlie. He is the Lord, co-host Devin. And we will see you guys next time in the penalty box.